They freed me from this prison if their railroad train was mine. You can bet I'd move it over a little farther down the line. Far from wholesome prison, that's where I'd want to stay. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Before we start, this talk show is presented by Big Water Cabins. Whether you're looking for a family reunion, friends getaway trip, team retreat, or work party, all are welcome at Big Water Cabins. Visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash bigwatercabins for winter bookings, and for summer, spring, fall bookings, visit airbnb.com backslash h backslash big water getaway let's get into the show welcome back everybody to your favorite monday morning podcast or talk show the bower hour (laughs) (laughs) it's the host voice yeah i gotta do the radio voice at least to start today we have with us my wife amy bower as well as her sister, Taylor Dahl. You guys want to say hello? Hi. Hi. <laughs> we had a little bit of trouble getting our son, Wrigley, down for bed tonight. We, Amy and I were taking turns going up there. I swear, it's like an art form, getting those kids to bed. Getting the one kid to bed. The other's not too bad. You try and leave. The and one upstairs, man. Two hours. That's too long. One hour me, one hour you. We need to, we need to fix that. Yeah. It's 9, what, 45 and he's finally down? Hopefully. We started at 7.45, yeah. Now Amy's got another baby in her arms right now doing the podcast. Because so that one actually, had to wake up too. <laughs> Come so down actually, and she cries. We actually have four members with us today, which is a beautiful thing. Oh, yep, that um, was her. So you'll probably hear some baby sounds throughout this podcast. Hopefully they're soothing and not screams. Yeah. Or sweet. But yeah, <laughs> we got Taylor here today. Taylor's got a, quite the story for the last, what, six years? Are we going on seven? It'll be seven in March, yeah. Seven <laughs> years in March, you've been battling leukemia. Mm-hmm. Ever since I've known you. Yeah, that's that's been a long time. <laughs> it's crazy. But you're in remission? Currently, now, yes. Currently. And how many other times have you been in remission? That's uh, a hard question. I, f- I feel like a handful, maybe. Yeah, like four or five times? Yeah. It's always been a wave. Yeah. Of it's in up and, and out. down. <laughs> right. What does remission mean, actually? So remission means like you're... No cancer cells, you're completely in remission, nothing's, nothing's there. So then somehow it finds its way back, essentially, is how you, I don't know, do you know how it comes back or does it just pop up out of nowhere? Because if there's no cancer cells, you'd think it'd be gone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The best way I can think of this is like they go dormant and then they just. Something triggers them and they yeah. just start I, partying. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually right, but that's just how I think of it. Yeah. 
You're probably uh, correct. I, I mean, don't. cancer essentially what is a mutation? Yeah. Of cells. Mm-hmm. So either. What am, what am I trying to say? Remission. Going back to the definition of remission, it's either, like you said, dormant, and they yeah. come back, something triggers them, or you just have more cells that are just mutating. Yeah. There might be a doctor that comments on that. Yeah. <laughs> Any doctors, feel free yeah. to come on the podcast yeah. if you know more than us, and you probably do, yeah. so hop on. <laughs> so seven years ago, it started. How did, how did it start? <laughs> and by the way, I've never heard this story myself. Um, so it's, you know, everything. Well, start with I'm your, doing. start with your symptoms or start with what let you, led you to go to the doctor. So they kind of go hand in hand. So on Monday, I didn't really, I felt fine. Like I just couldn't take a full breath in. And this is Monday, March of it was like 2016. Yeah. Like the first or second week. I think it was the first week. Actually. I was a junior in college. It was right before my spring break. So I think it was March 2016. I think you were actually just about to go on spring break because you got, I, mom called we'll, you we'll, back. We'll go, we'll go over that. <laughs> we'll get over that. But anyway, start with your symptoms and you know what led you to. Yeah. So um, it was start on Monday. I just couldn't take a full breath in. And then on Thursday, I just felt really kind of crappy. And I had a doctor's appointment, and then later that night, they called me, and I got diagnosed with cancer that day. Mm. What kind of tests did they do? Oh, they just did a blood test. Just did a blood test. Yeah, I mean, they asked me, like, all the typical questions and everything, but she did a blood test. What kind of questions did she ask, I guess? Well, I'm wondering, because I don't even know this. And how did they think to... It's just like a regular appointment. She, like, asks, like, what kind of other symptoms are you having? You know, are you feeling okay? Just... Like typical questions, but do you want to do a blood test that day? So with those blood tests, do you know if they specifically test for cancer? So were the symptoms you were feeling like, was she like, they this sounds like it could be cancer or is it just like a, I think it was just a like regular a, blood test, but I think she had like a feeling. That's why she wanted to do the blood mm. test. Okay. And this was, you felt these symptoms on a Monday, you went in on a Thursday. I know, it was four days. <laughs> like, that just hit you, like, just out of nowhere. Yep. Did they say how early you got it? Um, I don't know. Oh, I feel like I remember this. It was early. Like it was early. It's like stage one, two, three, and four? No. Leukemia is way different. Okay. Um, they don't have stages. Um I just remember, like, her telling me... Actually, maybe this was, like, the internal med doctor at the hospital. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, you have 93% blast cells. So, I mean, to me, that's, like, a lot. So I don't know how soon it really matters And blast cells are... Cancer cells. Cancer cells. Okay. So you were 93% cancerous. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) You were a walking cancer. (laughs) Pretty much. You were just a cloud. Oh, yes. (laughs) Anyways, so this was March. Mm-hmm. Four days, you get diagnosed. They started... Did they start treatment pretty so I, quick? Yeah, I. so I got that call probably around some... Sometimes around 9. I was in the hospital probably right before midnight. And then the next day, I had what they call like a triple procedure. So I had bone marrow biopsy, spinal tap... 
and then they put my port in. What day was that? That was a Friday. <laughs> so Monday to Friday. Yep. Next day, you got re- so you got results on Thursday. Next day, this all happened. Yep. That's wild. I don't even remember that. I was in Tennessee at the time. I know you weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was in Tennessee, and I got the call that mm-hmm. she had been diagnosed. And so then me and my friend Shay, shout out Shay, um, were flown home early. Actually, you and Dad were both gone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Steve was in Chicago getting the Camaro. No, he, he was on the way to New York. No, actually. New York. Uh, That's where the car was. Yeah. So, and he was in Chicago at the time when you guys found out. So he wasn't even yeah, there was yet. Like, yeah. So it was just <laughs> you and your mom. Yep. And then my aunties came down. At least Auntie Connie, Auntie Lori. Oh, I can't remember if there was a third auntie. <laughs> I don't either. But funny story about that whole week is dad's out of town on his way to buy a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taylor gets diagnosed with cancer. I'm in Tennessee, but just prior to Tennessee is when I rolled my car coming oh, home yeah. from du- Duluth. That was like a triple threat of bad things. Mom, <laughs> I don't know how mom survived that week, being that one daughter got in a car accident, rolled her car, totaled the car, and then a week later, <laughs> the next one gets diagnosed, and dad just dips out. It was a bad week. It was not a good week. That's kind of funny, though, looking back. Yeah, tough week at the dollhouse. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was fun, but anyways, so started treatment. Yep. And then you went. Did to- you start treatment like immediately? Did they? Did you like stay overnight in the hospital when you found out? Oh, I was in the hospital for like a month. So you found out that Thursday, and then they kept you in the hospital. Friday. Yep. I was admitted Thursday, late Thursday night. Started. Well, I got all those like treatments. I wanted to call them treatments. So like procedures done on Friday. I. Don't remember if I started chemo later that day or Saturday, but I'd had chemo pretty much for the next month, and then that's when they retest you. So they do another bone marrow biopsy and a lumbar puncture to see if you're still cancerous or in remission. And yep. you were at Mercy. Yep. For this first chunk of it, <laughs> for the first part of this journey. You had a question. No, I don't. I'm, I'm looking at you because you work at Mercy, obviously. People probably don't know that. Actually, yeah. some of my nurses know you. <laughs> no, I know. I've seen some whenever I would go up to like the ICU. I see um, Amy. Sport, yep, sporty Amy. Yep, yep. <laughs> I would say hi to her. Um, but yeah, I worked at Mercy. Not at that time. Sorry. No. <laughs> but anyways, so you're at Mercy for the first month. Plus, yeah. <laughs> Plus, and then some, I guess. Yeah. And then you went into remission pretty quick. Yeah, with I got that an, first one. I got in remission right away after that month. Mm-hmm. And then when did it come back? So I actually made it through the two years of treatment in about maybe a month and a week or two weeks. I started having this like weird feeling in my leg, like my left leg. It felt like it was just kind of cramping up, but not like fully cramping. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I went to a neurologist and see what was wrong with that. And he suggested that I do another lumbar puncture, but I absolutely hate that procedure. Yeah. They're not fun. Um, you should so, explain a lumbar puncture. So, oh, yeah. What is that? Cause no one knows those. 
Okay, so a lumbar puncture is where they stick a needle in between, like, your vertebrae to get to your spinal cord. What is a vertebrae? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they usually just take some fluid out, and if you're getting chemo, they put fluid, or they put the chemo in. Okay. Pretty simple, but Are you sedated? I wasn't at first, but now I get, like, conscious sedation, which is way better, so. So do they do anything? They just give you, like... A lidocaine injection? Yeah, they'll numb that area up. Um, but Take an epidural. It doesn't feel great. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, epidurals aren't that fun either. I would imagine they're very similar. Yeah, no. Uh, lumbar punctures, not fun, especially right at the beginning. Had a lot of them. Probably a little traumatized from that, but... A little PTSD? Oh, yeah. Way better now, though. Yeah. That wouldn't be comfortable. So you kicked it in a month. Mm-hmm. When you first got diagnosed, you could get a month, a month and a half. And then yep. for two years, you did treatment. Yep. And it was. I had like maintenance unquote, treatment, gone. so it wasn't as intense as that first month. Um, so it, it gradually, like, kind of got more spaced out and maybe not as much chemo. Um, but yeah, I made it through the two years and then I had a relapse month, like a couple of weeks in. Were they doing a lot of testing throughout that two years to make sure that it wasn't coming back? Yeah, I don't remember how often they tested. I know it was like right away, month out, maybe a couple like three times months. Asked. No, I don't think it falls the same as like a BMT. Okay. It was a little different. I don't remember that part. What's a BMT? Uh, bone marrow transplant, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that part. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. coming up. <laughs> so after the two years of the maintenance, you relapsed. Mm-hmm. How quick did you kick? that little bout of cancer that's a good question that part's a little fuzzy for me i don't remember how quick i kicked that one and was that at the start of was that the start of when we did the bone marrow transplant like you did chemo and it wasn't working or something and then we did no so i had the relapse in what was it 2018 the first transplant was 2019. Yeah, September 2019. Yep. So I did have chemo. I'm thinking I got into a relapse, or not a relapse, a remission at some point during then. But I also ended up in the ICU with a heart problem, and I don't remember that. And that was, that, that was kind of the leading point where it led me to transplant. Okay, I briefly remember that. It is such a roller coaster of a story. <laughs> In the last There's a lot six, to go through. <laughs> yeah, last six to seven years. Um, but I do remember I that remember, heart problem. I The only reason I remember it, I don't remember anything at all, but mom told me, like, you walked in and I, like, didn't even recognize you and you started crying. <laughs> oh, I did? Yeah. See, I don't even remember that. I feel like I remember that. Do you? Yeah. That was pretty early on when was, you guys were dating, though. Right. See, now I'm trying to remember because I'm trying to place myself. I was in school at that time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, was this in the winter? No, it was... Oh. Summer, I think, right? It was like May, April, May, I think. I think it was more May, actually. So was that when we were together? I think you guys, yeah. like... So that would have been, pretty... been 2018 in yep. the spring. I can't even remember that. <laughs> I was just finishing ago. up my first semester of ultrasound school, so... We went to Hawaii. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, like, I can remember the times, but I don't remember. There's a lot to take I in. I don't remember, I don't remember all part. the parts, so it's a lot. <laughs> you know how you, like, you, you place yourself with, like, previous events? Like, those are my those are my events during that time that I remember, and I can't mm-hmm. place this event. It's kind of frustrating. But anyways, um, so you had the heart problem. What happened yeah. to you with your heart? What's the, what heart Your ejection you fraction. So, n- kind of, yeah. But this is kind of debatable, and this is, I'm still kind of salty about this, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly letting it go. Um, so I was on, I, oh, this is, oh, I moved hospitals at some point during that. <laughs> Mercy okay. was only for the first, first bout two, of like treatment. Two years, really. Right. And then you went to, they, it was a pediatric. I went to Fairview and I was able to get on the pediatric side. Because it was technically a pediatric cancer. Yes. Even though I was not pediatric. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I was on the pediatric side and they just kind of kept pumping me with fluids and like my legs and ankles and feet were just kind of a little puffy. Swollen. And I, I told them like multiple times, like can you look at this you know whatever but there's also another issue where i was like getting chemo then being able to go home but then i'd get like sick the next week with a fever or whatever and anytime you had a fever you had to go in i had no matter the er and then i'd usually get admitted right and then i'd be in the hospital for however many days but then it'd be the following week and i'd have to go back in for a chemo so it's I was you were in and out of the hospital constantly. And I did talk to them about, you know, doing like an antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. Because that's what I did at Mercy, and that really kept me out of the hospital between my chemos. But they said they didn't do that. I know. <laughs> so uh, Mercy was super, like, proactive. Yes, they, they were very proactive about it. They were ahead of the game. They did these things. They, you felt that they listened to you. Oh, we missed an event in the Mercy one, but well, whatever. <laughs> Which one? I got overdosed. <laughs> oh yeah, I, ju- I was just—I was just thinking that the nurse uh, gave I her. Um, she was supposed to have like. So there's this chemo t- pill. It's called Six MP, and it's it's used for other diseases as well. Um, and they give this dose, this amount of dose for other diseases, but for mine, it was supposed to be spaced out for like a week. <laughs> but I got like. You got was like it, 20 no, tablets like, or it something. It was 16 pills in one sitting. <laughs> but Which because, is supposed to be a week's. Yeah. Um, but because I'm such a bad pill taker, like it took me like an hour to take all these pills. And no one caught probably, on to this? No. So you- my mom actually like saw my NP in the hallway, but she came, just came out of her room and was kind of distracted. And my mom mentioned it. And like on her way home that day, she was like... This doesn't seem right. Yeah. She like thought of that for some reason just like this does not seem right so she literally pulled into her driveway backed out and then headed back to the hospital because <laughs> you just took 16 pills yeah and it should have been like two pills each day for a week <laughs> taylor just popped 16 pills so what the happened worst... when you overdosed did you start foaming from the mouth no did you pass no out, or... no because i'm such a bad pill taker it took me so long that i it had no effect on me <laughs> She's so bad. Like, she is, like, the one, worst pill one taker. pill. I've seen her take pills. Yeah, yeah it's like it's... one pill on the tongue. Let's just shake, shake, I gotta shake the head. I got to get stuck off my tongue. It just sticks there. Get the there. pill in the right spot. Shake a little more. Swallow. And then done. chase it. Yeah. Yeah, pre-water, pill, post-water. 
I've gotten better though. I can take like it's multiple a pills now. It's a painful process watching you take pills. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, you I'm would sure. think after how many pills you've had to take. I've gotten better. Okay, I can take like multiple pills now as long as they're not like a big horse pill. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you OD'd at Mercy, but aside from that little blip. Yep. Um, Mercy was really good about being proactive, like I said, and they listened to you. You felt heard there. Yes, very um, much. Once you transferred to um, Fairview Children's, right? Uh, Masonic. Masonic. Yeah, Masonic. Once you were at Masonic, it was a different, different environment. For it sure. was more like they were following the protocol and not treating me as a patient. Like when I brought something up. They had just like, we have to stick to protocol. Right. And to me, that's just not going to happen because my body isn't going to follow some protocol. <laughs> and you know your body best. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, you're pretty spot on. I mean, you knew. You asked for the antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial. Antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral. <laughs> there, that, the, the trio. Yes. You asked for that, and they wouldn't do it because it's not in their protocol. They just don't listen, unfortunately. I mean, to be fair, if they would have actually listened to me, I don't think I would have had that heart problem. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, the fluids didn't help, but still. Right. You were a little fluid overloaded. Yeah, and I mean, once that heart problem happened, I had to go to the adult side, and even they were like, you have, like, so much fluid. Oh, like, that I can't was believe fun. I <laughs> That was fun. Yeah. We liked the adult side because Spicy Taylor came out. Well. Have you seen Spicy Taylor? She's not yeah. very nice. <laughs> have you seen Spicy Taylor? Yeah, I saw her yell at a doctor one time. Oh, really? you were there? You were yeah. there for that? Yeah. Okay. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. You just let loose. They got the riot act because I was not happy with them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was also a little uncomfy. <laughs> Well, I wasn't trying to be mean, but I mean, like, come on. You're like, like you didn't listen like, to me. Get out. Right. And this is what happened. You should yeah. tell that story. So what were they doing? It was a pick line. You've had multiple picks. Oh, no, that was a different one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, the peds doctors got read the riot act, but this doctor on that side, when I had to get a pick line in. They wouldn't give you um, Vel. Uh, what's Versed. Versed. No, but this, he, I think he was Russian, and he was like, oh, no, this pick line isn't going to hurt. And this was, like, my first one. And he was like, oh, no, it won't hurt. I'm like, okay, sure. So then she does the pick line. She starts putting it in. I'm like, oh, my God, this hurts so much. I don't like this. And, and a, I called him a liar when he walked in. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And a pick line is, <laughs> it's, like, multiple IVs into. Well, it can be a single lumen or two lumens, which is just two spots to put the. <laughs> Right. The IV or whatever they're injecting you with. So. Right. Usu but it's it's usually on your arm. <laughs> Lula. There's those baby Chill. sounds we've been waiting for. Um, so the pick line, and that has like a little skinny tube, right, that goes all the way through your vein, all, all the way up to like into your heart, kind of, or very close to it. I think it Is goes, that right? It's right at the top of like the opening like, it doesn't actually go in your heart, but it's just r sitting right at the top. So it's just this long tube of something. And it's the same with the port. Like goes, it just sits right up the top. So they're putting that in, and you can just feel it I can slithering feel it. through I can, your vein. I can feel it, like, right when it gets to this, oh. like this, my chest part, I can feel it, and I don't like that. Mm. 
all the way through. I can't really feel it. I feel like a little bit of pressure on my arm, but just like when it gets to the chest, I can just feel this weird like twinge and I don't like it. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think I accidentally busted in at one point and there was like 10 doctors in the room and Taylor was getting... It was not a pleasant room to be in. (laughs) And I don't know why I popped in. I think I was just getting there and everyone was in like the visiting room. Oh, yeah. And Mitch just yeah. strolls in, like, hey, Taylor, what's up? Kick the door open, what's up? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Taylor's just yelling at all the doctors, her care team. That's funny. Anyways. Yeah, well. So that was... 2019. Yeah, that was 20... That was probably spring 2019. Or maybe early... No, spring 2019. Spring 2019. Because we had the, the... My first transplant in September... Yes. So that was probably spring. Yes. So you're three years in at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and that was three years ago already. I know. That's weird. <laughs> so after that um, ICU visit on the Well, three adult years side. in, and, like, it's gotten harder. So the first two years, like, you, you kicked it quick. Yeah, and now I mean, it's like... To be honest, the first two years were kind of a breeze. Like, I had barely any side effects if any you were also at mercy i was <laughs> shout out mercy didn't you just quit mercy i did it's a sad day <laughs> okay i still love that hospital it's a good hospital it was a great place anyways aside from that no ill will um so 2019 that's where we're at right Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I asked her, I was just getting to the point where, like, the first two years were kind of easy, like you said. Yeah. Not easy, easy, but... It's, not, it's beautiful. never easy, it's but never it's easy. like, I had minimum side effects, so it really was kind of easy. I don't, I don't mean it to be... It was tolerable. It, yeah, it was tolerable. And you could do it. And remissions, you're like, oh, cancer wasn't that hard, <laughs> you know, at this point, probably, right? I mean, to be honest... Remissions always, not remissions, relapses kind of surprise me because I really don't have any side effects. Like, I don't feel any different. Yeah, that's also the weird part because wasn't it before, or no, this was the most recent one, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the one year. after the transplant. It was like almost a year after the transplant. My, and that was, okay, we're still on the first one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just remember. I think we're jumping around we are so jumping much right around. now. <laughs> Amy's mind is just bouncing. Okay, let's just go back. Let's just go back to spring of 2019. Okay. Or summer of 2019. We're... Yep, so, okay, because of that heart problem, that led me down to a transplant, a path I did not want to go down to because I was scared of all the side effects. Yeah, the side effects are serious. Very serious. And a lot of them. Oh, yeah, quite a few. (laughs) And you're in the hospital for... Typical patients after these are in there for like a month, a month, usually a more, weeks. usually more from stories I've read. Yeah. I, they, those patients have been in there a long time. So anyways, we're at, I feel like I'm saying anyways too much. We're going to change that. <laughs> um, we do the transplant, or we do everything leading up to it. Yes, yeah, so Amy was actually my first transplant donor, um, and she matched me on 
100% of the markers they tested us on, which Ooh. is a rare thing. A rare thing. That's a 20% <laughs> chance that a sibling yeah. will be 100%. No, I think it's not even that. I think it's like a 20% chance they'll have majority of the markers. And that's as a sibling, though. Yeah. So each which sibling, is someone who should be. Each sibling has like a 20% chance of having majority of the markers, but you matched me 100% on all of them. You're welcome. Well, thank you. The little sister you hated. <laughs> I didn't hate you. You're just loud. Yeah. Um. Lou had to get her TV time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can have whatever input she wants. Mm-hmm. Where were we? We, were, we just talked about markers, but now we're talking about the transplant. Oh, yeah. We were 100% on everything, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. We're the same. We're twins. Yep, I'm just Amy's clone, or mm-hmm. she's my clone, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> I think it'd be, yeah, Amy's your clone since you're older, right? Yeah. You have yeah. to hold that title. Yeah. You were first, so I just copied you, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do the transplant. This is a bone marrow transplant. Yep. Yeah, so how Explain does a bone, yeah. How does a bone marrow transplant work? So the only one I've been awake for <laughs> was the first one on that first Friday when I first got diagnosed, and... Actually, I love this lady. She's awesome. She uses like a power drill, I think my Ooh. parents said. I wasn't looking because I didn't want to see it. Um, but they said the needle was pretty big. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like- <laughs> and this is backtracking to the Friday, the day after you were diagnosed. Yeah, so. Back in 2016. Yeah, so we're so jumping back. And I'm just explaining. I'm just explaining the bone marrow biopsy. No, I know. So I it's know. it's basically a drill, or they do it manually, where they like crank it, which almost happened to me, but I'm glad it didn't. But it's usually a drill with like a long needle, and they go through the muscle down to the bone, into the bone. Well, yeah, into the bone, and they have to like suck out some of the, like the soft bone. The, I guess you'd call it the marrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is interesting. I should have researched this before. Yeah, so they just... Soft bone. I didn't know there was soft bone in there. Yeah. So they suck a little bit of that out and test it, and that's it. And that's that They were that was just testing. What are you talking about when we went back to 2016? I got confused there. Because her first bone marrow... is Was the one that I was awake for and the only one I've been awake oh, for. Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought we were talking about... Yeah. So okay, this, that makes that, sense. This is yeah. how I know what a bone marrow biopsy is, because I was there awake for the right. first one. Um So you're explaining what then happened to me. Yes. So then Amy, who was my donor, she had a bone marrow biopsy on both of her hips to Mm -hmm. get, I guess, as much marrow as possible. (laughs) Yeah. And I was out for that. You brought me there that day. Mm Mm-hmm. I was there. Early morning wake-up call. Yeah, it was pretty early. Yeah, and then um, when you did, like, the final transplant, it was all in, like, a bag, and yeah. it was like you just unclipped the bag, and then you had an IV hooked up, and her bone marrow just kind of went into you. Yeah, so when they took the bone marrow from Amy, they sent it off and, like, spun some of the blood out, if you want to call it, that, yeah. like the red blood cells. Um, and then they bring it back to me, eventually, later that day. And it just it, it just runs like an IV, like if it was fluid or mm-hmm. chemo or whatever. So. Yeah, I was <laughs> like... Uh... It was like a mo- you huge were like, day, but like a very, very mellow and mellow, really hot. <laughs> mellow moment. Yeah. Not as big, like the whole 
the the day it wasn't is like a big, big day. Production. It was just it very... is, but it isn't. But it's it like is. it, the yeah. whole day is huge, but then the moment when it happens, it's like, woo. Yeah, it's just like you like un, didn't you like unclip you the IV unclamp. or something? Yeah, unclamp. that was pretty much it. <laughs> and it's like yeah, woohoo! Round of applause. Yeah, that's that was a cool moment. That was a fun day. Yeah, that was a that was a really cool moment. I mean, that was cool for me, like be, even being there and witnessing that. I mean, yeah. not, probably not a lot of sisters get to say that. No, they've done that for their. And I guess I, sh- I should explain my process of that. Yeah, you had a lot to go through before. Well, yeah, to be a bone marrow donor, you know, you get tested for everything, and then you everything. What do you mean everything? Well, you do like a swab, like be the match type right. thing. Oh, okay. So everyone um, should join be the match. You should. <laughs> super simple you swab the inside of your cheek send it off and then at some point you may be called to help someone and you may be not or not yeah so you do that and then once you're a match you do blood tests and yeah you do a bunch of blood tests do a bunch of blood tests oddly enough like three weeks before you do like a blood test right away, I think. Then you do one closer to the. You do one like a month fo- before, and then you do one a week before or something like that. Yeah. Just to recheck. But I was interning at Mercy at that time. Oh, yeah. And I, I had. <laughs> I was assisting with a procedure, and I had gotten a needle poke from a patient, and it was a used needle. So for that, <laughs> you know, anytime you get a needle poke, you have to be tested or get your blood drawn just to make sure you didn't get anything from that patient if that patient had anything. So that was a little speed bump yeah. <laughs> um, that we had to go through because it was just stressful. Because if I did get something, they wouldn't use me. Yeah. Like that's how serious it is. Or it could have delayed if it was something. I mean, even if you were sick with like a cold, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened. Right. So we do all those blood tests, and then leading up to the day, day of, we go in. Mitch brought me. They sedate you, you know, take your blood, do all you that. You want to be sedated for well, this. Yeah. yeah, that was, uh, I mean, you had two, like, holes in the back of your, my like, my like, right the, above your butt. Yeah, and I feel how like long, I still. How long were you sore for? Because, oh like, my, my hips are still, like, I get, like, phantom soreness. <laughs> I was sore for about a month. Mm-hmm. at least because i was also working at the golf course and i oh, remember yeah. driving like i would hit a uh, yeah bumpy i would hit a little bump a and it would hurt so bad and that was like fresh after even like pushing carts while i was a student mm-hmm. that that hurt and i went back i went the next day right back to interning because you don't really get a break but it was for sure at least a month of soreness. I think it was like a month and a half, almost two months before it was not tender at all. There's a scene in uh, that Will Smith movie where he gives, what's that Will Smith movie where he gives a bunch of different organs to people and Ooh. then he ends up. I am legend. No, he ends up committing <laughs> suicide at the end with a jellyfish. Huh? What? To donate oh, his heart. Oh, he's got the, <sighs> something what? happy. No, not pursuit of happiness. But there's there's a scene in that movie where they do a bone marrow transplant. Isn't he a, isn't he a single <laughs> dad? Didn't he get in like a car accident and kill? Car accident, yeah. Those, oh, what was that? I have actually never seen this movie. I think he killed like seven people, and then he was planning to save seven lives. Oh, oh is this like God. Gemini Man? No. no. 
Not uh, Gemini Man. No. What? Is this going to bug me? I'll figure it out. You guys keep going. I just wanted to say that if people want to see what a bone marrow transplant is, watch this. I'm sure you could YouTube a video. It's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they drill into your hip bones. Mm-hmm. Fun. You wear huge bandages. Um, so, bone marrow transplant, you, you get that. You're in the hospital for 12 days. Oh, yeah. I think seven I said. Seven pounds is I, the movie. Seven pounds. Oh, seven pounds. Okay. Yeah, I think I said, actually set the record for earliest discharge. Yep. <laughs> 12 days. That is incredible. Because, like I said, a little unheard of, but. A little super unheard of. Pretty impressive. You come home on day 12, but you have to quarantine. Oh, yeah, I'm on. For 100 days. I'm on house arrest for like three months. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of hard. It's not fun. <laughs> I think it's a little easier for you. You are a homebody. Yeah, I am a homebody. But once you're forced to stay home, you're like, I don't want to stay home. Like, it's, it's hard asking people to like, can you run this errand for me? Yeah. Can you do this for me? <laughs> like, it's just kind of like. And you were doing. I miss being doing. I, I miss doing like my own things. <laughs> yeah. And you were doing so well. Like discharge day 12 you were feeling great you were feeling really good actually yours was yours was probably the like the most tired i've felt like the second one i had i felt great <laughs> so oh you were just tired yeah but other than that you felt really good yeah i didn't really have any side effects maybe i think they said maybe i had a little bit of graft first host but really not a lot yeah graft first host is it's kind of like if you have like an organ transplant it's like rejection of the organ um, but for, I guess, leukemia, it's kind of like, um, there's multiple symptoms, but I think mine was kind of like my mouth was like, didn't you get sores? No, it was kind of like, it felt like every time I opened my mouth, it was just like stretching. Like it uh, felt really tight. Hmm. Like locked jaw? TMJ? No, it just felt like the muscles were just tight. Like, Interesting. I didn't know this. So 12 days, now you're out of the hospital. Are you in remission again? Um, they don't actually test that until, I think, like a month out again, kind of similar to the first time around. But So 100 days quarantine and then, whatever, 30 days into that, they'll test it to see if you... Yeah, so I think they ch- check like a month after and then they wait till the end of the 100 days to check again. Okay. And then it goes on to a schedule of like day one, which is transplant, to... Like, the three months, which is the 100 days, six months, and then a year. And then, you know, if you go farther than a year, two years, five years, and so on. So, I mean, this is a little off topic, but will, <laughs> but will you continue to have to get tested for every year for the rest of your life? Um, or do you hit a certain year where it's like, we've tested you a year for five years, you're still good, we'll push it out to three years, and then five, and then every unless you have symptoms. So that's kind of a compl- complicated one to answer. If I wouldn't have had a transplant, it would have been five years and then like yearly blood checks. Maybe a bone marrow trans- or bone marrow biopsy and a lumbar puncture every now and then, but mostly like a blood draw every year. But since I had a transplant, I think it would have followed the same thing, maybe more frequent like bone marrow biopsies and lumbar punctures but I'm not sure because I didn't really make it past a year, so. 
Okay, so you when did you find out you were you it came back? So at my year checkup, which is when they do another round of like a bone marrow biopsy and a lumbar puncture, found out it came back. And I felt completely normal, like I was not expecting to have another relapse. And did that I mean Obviously, it just crushed you again. I'm sure every time it hurts a little bit more and more, right? I think you had a really hard time with that one. That one was kind of unexpected, and I was not really happy about it. No. But I and mean, were you working? No. <laughs> were you working so that's going that back one? to 2018. Okay, sorry, I don't. We don't need to bounce again. But I thought you were working. No, I wasn't working at that time. Okay. No, that one was that was a tough one for you because, like you said, you felt really good. I felt really you good. Blindsided. I felt, yeah, and I mean it's weird because I don't know what it is, but like knowing you don't have cancer, it's kind of nerve wracking and like anxious. But once you know you have cancer, it's like okay, well let's let's do this. Let's get this done and like cure this. But I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. If you're in remission, you're just like ink. Ang- anxious it's easier knowing you have it than not knowing but yeah you're just as weird as, as that sounds I don't, think that's, I don't think that's weird at all i think it totally makes sense if you're like i said if you're in remission and you're just kind of always on the edge of your seat like is it coming back this time is this the time or am i good every, with every test i'm sure that's how you felt after every test every time you had to come back just to make sure that's how i currently feel about every single <laughs> test <laughs> yeah i was gonna say Exactly. Does that mean you're s- still technically kind of in it? I mean, how how many months have you been in remission now? So I actually have my nine month checkup for CAR T cell, which we'll get to. <laughs> okay. Um, Another form of transplant. Yes. Um, my nine month for that will be actually early December. So still currently in remission, hopefully, and we'll yeah. find out December. Knock on that wood. Yeah. <laughs> Where did we leave off? We left off. So First she... transplant. Yeah. First transplant. Oh, we're working transplant. our way up to the second one. Working our way. Yeah. So that ends up, long story short, failing. Failing, yeah. Yep. You found so, out after a year. Yep. So then started chemo, chemo up again, and pretty much moved me right away back on to transplant number two, which happened in January... I think it was like January 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had chemo again, had some more radiation, which I had the first time. forgot to mention that. Um, then second transplant was an anonymous donor. I feel like we left out a kind of an important part <laughs> pre-transplant. Um, pre-transplant, Taylor gets radiated to zero. Yeah, they kill so I, all the cells in her body to get her to zero. So I actually had cranial radiation, which I got a really fun mask for, which I scared Amy with. <laughs> Creepy. It's the... Did you see it? Yeah, I did. I remember How do you that. describe it? It's like fishnet, tight fishnet. Okay, so this... But it's like... The process for like actually making that is really weird. Like you literally like you're laying on a, like a table and it's like this... They put it in water so it kind of like softens and it's like fabric when it comes out and then they just like push it onto your face. And then it hardens. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> so they so they sucked all the blood cells out of you? Is that what you're trying to say, Amy? No, they 
before, before she talked they about sucked the, out no, her what blood What were cell. you saying? You were saying they radiate something. her to zero, so they to kill zero all what? of her. Like so, like my blood, like my white cells go down to zero, so I'm like neutropenic, which means I have nothing to fight off an infection with. Um, and then you get all of Amy's cells, yep. essentially, because she's yep. your donor. So if you think about it, if you're neutropenic... I, it's like a clean slate for me. Right. Because right. if I'm understanding this correctly, when you're neutropenic and you can't fight anything off, putting my cells in there helps your body accept it instead of fighting it because you're at zero. Yeah. Right? There's, that's it, why they do that. It kind of reduces the chance of graft versus host as well. Correct. But I mean, that can still happen later on. So Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's a lot to take in. Yes. <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be a lot to take in. No one's going to be able to follow this. No, yeah, they will. You think so? Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. So where are we at now? Transplant number two. Transplant number two, January 5th, 2020. Anonymous yep. donor. Did you ever get to meet the donor? Um, I actually like signed something saying like I'd be willing to meet them, but they'd also have to agree to meet me. But I don't know if that ever happened because I had another relapse. <laughs> okay. But that transplant was a fun one. That one was during was like the height one? of COVID. So I was in the hospital by myself. It was the start of COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, it was start, it was actually. The, it was pre-COVID, technically. Oh, so yeah. That was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Oh, my gosh. End of, end of 2019, start of 2020. Yeah. yeah. COVID didn't hit the u.s until like march march or april yeah february almost we heard about it because we were in belize so that that but that transplant didn't your body didn't like that one no that transplant actually i felt awesome i was biking in my room for like 15 minutes a day (laughs) but in the spring weren't you in the icu nope that's coming up that was for car t cell (laughs) gosh i don't even remember this there's a lot of ups and downs okay. on this timeline. <laughs> right. So this one, you felt good. Life was great. Yep. Felt totally fine. I think I actually got out of that one on day 11. So I beat my previous record. Did you? Yeah. I beat that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, three months of quarantine, except for doctor's appointments. Um, I think at that three months... I had a relapse, but it was in my bone marrow for the first time. And then they put me on chemo again for that. So that went away at my six-month checkup, but then I had a relapse in my spinal fluid. Mm-hmm. So I pre- pretty much just switched. <laughs> um, then I went through a little bit more chemo, and that brings us, what, to 20, 22? 2021. Missed a whole year. No, because the second transplant was 2021. No, it wasn't. It was 2022. Or 2020. January 5th, 2020. Oh my gosh. What year are we on? We're on 2021. So six months. We're in July 2020. Mm hmm. And you flip flopped. Yeah. So then, with it being in your spinal now, what did they do? Do you remember? I know I had a bunch of lumbar punctures with chemo. Okay. And did you go into remission from that? I don't think I actually did before they did CAR T-cell with me. Okay. 
So that's what led you not going into remission, kind of the chemo not working led you to the CAR T-cell. Yeah, I think they just tried to get me as low as they could, and And then they did CAR T-cell. And when was the CAR T-cell? So CAR T-cell was actually... And what is a CAR T-cell? I don't know what that is. Yeah, so CAR T-cell is where they take, like, your own cells, like your T-cells, and they re-engineer them to go after the cancer cells. It's an interesting process, and I'm so happy. It's... She's GMO'd. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> She's not real. A little bit modified now. <laughs> You're a little modified. Um, With a little bit of science. Yep. So the way they do that is you get a central line put in, like right around your collarbone, um, and they take your cells out. And they Where do they take the cells from? Your body. I know, but like your... You're, it's just like in your vein right here. I don't they just, know what okay, vein it is. Okay, they just take it out of your vein. It's not like a... They don't, I don't know. They're they not might be drilling. an artery. I don't know. <laughs> they no. don't drill into anything. Okay. No. So it's coming from your blood. Yep. Okay. So they spin it. I get the platelets back, but they take the cells, or the T-cells. Um, they re-engineer that. Usually takes about a month or three weeks, roughly. Um, get that back, and then they get put back in me, pretty much like a transplant would. Um, they just re-engineer them? Like they give these cells swords and shields and tell them I, to go after that cancer? Or? I don't know. Cannons. <laughs> I don't know if it's what specifically it is, but I think they found a protein or something, and they just re-engineered that to go after the cancer cells. Okay. So something like that. I didn't really read too much on it. I probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> I feel like you probably want to read, but I don't know. <laughs> up on what's or happening not. I mean, or this not is, or just I like, have like a big folder full of information yeah. that I just really didn't look at I mean As that like was a, year six she's probably like screw this I, yeah whatever whatever you're doing just do it just do whatever's <laughs> next mm-hmm. yeah true so car t-cell yep and that was in beginning of March of 2022 one what is this 2021 2022. This was last March? Yeah. Because I'm nine months will be in December. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one correcting. I don't remember <laughs> this. Last March. It was March. Because I had the... They gave me the cells back on March 7th. And then the following week, I was in the ICU again. <laughs> so what the heck were we doing in 2021? Getting chemo and... Constantly. Okay. So that year is just kind of a... A lot of pills, a lot of doctor checkups, probably. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of meds, a lot of chemo. Okay, so we're 2022. Um, what are you doing? That, that was a lot of weight and pressure. <laughs> I got a lot of weight and pressure on me. <laughs> I got a 10-pound chunker. She's not a chunker. She's a chunker. What would you say was like... The hardest thing that you went through. Wait, so far. we're not even done. We got to go through the this ICU story. Okay, go through well, that, I, and then I'll I ask you. I can't really tell you about the ICU. Taylor I wasn't was in a aware. coma. <laughs> Taylor was in a coma. Long story short. Yeah, you have to hear this from Amy. I don't. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I feel like I'm not even a good source. I don't even. I feel like I don't even remember. Okay, well, you were there. I wasn't. Like you don't really remember anything. <laughs> no, I clearly don't because it's been such a roller coaster of a ride. Um, I remember visiting you and you. Oh, this is going to be hard. 
I could be. I hope I'm not wrong. This is why we should have mom on you here. Were she having, knows. You were having seizures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know they were monitoring your seizures and trying to break those, and you were in a coma. I know. Medically mom induced told me coma. About that. Yeah, I remember this. And she s- told me I also got intubated. Yep, yep, you did get something intubated. Something with my O2 or CO2 levels. Yes, they were they were low. And I feel like they were in like the 70s. I don't remember. I probably shouldn't even have said a number if I didn't know for sure. Well, I can't help you, so. <laughs> you were in a medically induced coma to reduce your seizures and or get no. them under control. No, so the reason I went into ICU was because... One of the side effects is like, I think it's cytokines were inflamed in my brain. Yes. Which were causing seizures amongst other things. Yes. Um, And in order to stop that, and you were having seizures. Yes, I guess so. (laughs) Were you having them before you went in? No. Okay. So just that. Oh, I got to backtrack a little bit. (laughs) Why? Because I got the Maya Reservoir and that's when I had seizures. Oh, that was the head port. Yes. Okay. I I, rem- <laughs> I remember. There's a lot to keep uh, track yes. of. I remember that because I remember I it didn't remember work. That. So you had a head a port put into your skull. Yes. Okay. So my doctor she yeah. wanted to try and get me off of doing lumbar punctures with you know conscious sedation because too much sedation is really not good for you. No. So she suggested an Aomaya reservoir, which is basically the same thing as a port. But it goes in your skull. And a port is what usually goes right on your chest. It's, yeah, it's on, it's on your chest. So this port is on the top of her head, right next to her forehead. A little, like half an Adjacent. inch. Adjacent. <laughs> well, so, it's, like, it's like a side part. Not a very flattering side port. But, uh, <laughs> it's like a side part. And so, how do they put that port in? <laughs> again, you go into like brain surgery when they just... I don't even know. I wasn't, like, I'm sedated for this, so I don't really know what they did. I'm pretty sure they drilled into my skull. Oh. Yep. Yep. It goes Girl. into your circle of Willis? No, it's like, <laughs> no, they have, like, a little tube that goes, like, they drill the hole in your skull, and they have, like, a little tube that goes into your... Spinal fluid. Yeah. Because the spinal fluid, like, surrounds your brain. So See, this is so cool. I wish... I'm going to look that up. <laughs> I want to see where they put it, because that's just interesting. Okay, so that's what was causing your seizures. Yeah, so instead of doing lumbar punctures, that's what she su- suggested, and it did not agree with me. No. So it gave me seizures. Seizures. And I remember I took you to an appointment. That was to get the sutures out for the... <laughs> yeah, your stitch... Or they were staples. They were staples? I thought they were staples. And they clamped the middle, and you're like... Eh. Oh, yeah, you I didn't kept, like, like that. I didn't like that. You kept twinging because the pressure on the middle to like lift the ends i don't like that you did not like that you were mad yeah well, at this poor nurse that's just trying to do I her thought it job was just gonna be like oh let's check your i guess what were they staples but no i was like we're gonna take these out today i'm like okay great <laughs> wasn't prepared for that and taylor needs to be prepared for things like that or else I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. If it's you're better. Staples taken out of your head. I feel like you just. Would Sometimes it's know. better to just like surprise me and like, okay, let's get this over with, instead of yeah. me like worrying about it for days. <laughs> right. How do they take staples out of your head? They clamp the center part. Oh. And then and the, it? No. So they clamp. They bend the middle part so the ends kind of like bend up. Yep. 
and it comes out. Makes it easier. Well, to I couldn't see it. You were the one that was watching. <laughs> so it's gross. I mean, it's not that gross. It's just not something you would. It's not something you want done. <laughs> yeah. So because the seizures and the cytokines or whatever that word is. Cytokines. Cytokines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I say seizures in that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Tired. Um, you were admitted to the. I see you on the adult side. Yep, I'm still on the adult side at this point. Yep, and... <laughs> wow. Hi, Lou. Um, while you were in there, that's when your O2 started to drop. Yeah, O2 or CO2. I don't remember. Something. I don't know Or your CO2 was. was rising. Isn't your CO2 bad? It, it might have been that, yeah. Your CO2 is rising, and that's... Isn't that nitrogen? It's carbon dioxide. Yeah, yeah, it's just not good. It's not good. Yeah, we'll, we'll go there. It's not good. You're supposed to exhale though. That's what you basically yes. breathe out. <laughs> so you're not supposed to keep it inside. <laughs> no, and your CO2 is rising. Mm-hmm. So they put you in a medically induced coma to lower that and well, to get the seizures. That was just to kind of like let my brain chill out. <laughs> breathe. Yeah, but I think because my like my CO2 levels were rising, that's when they intubated. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Taylor was intubated and... It wasn't for that long, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that long, but you were in a coma for... Do you remember? It's like a week. I can tell you. I don't even, I don't even remember like going into ICU. Was it a week? I don't remember. It was I just remember thinking about you and being like, that would be crazy to go to the hospital. On, I like, remember going to the ER, and I remember being in a room in the ER, but after that, I don't remember anything. And then, yeah, seven days later, you wake up, and you're like... Okay, well, they tried happened? a few times <laughs> to, like, wean her, and you your seizures would come back. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember that part. Okay. <laughs> and I remember you had an ultrasound on both your... Both your arms, I believe, and your legs. Oh, yeah, that's probably checking for clots. I'm prone to clots now. <laughs> for sure. Um, but you... I remember, what is it, the ones on your head? The e -C e e -E -G. E -E -G. It's EEG, where they have, like, the glue. Oh, that stuff's awful. <laughs> that's to monitor your seizures. Yeah. So, you were in there for that. Mm-hmm. Um... And a result of that is you had a hard time walking after. No. Yes. That was the first relapse I've ever had. <laughs> what? So no, you had a hard time. Didn't you have a hard time walking? This was recent. No. no so that was a long time. That was like 20, 2018. 2018. Yeah. So when I had my first when relapse, it was in my spinal fluid, which resulted in my legs when I was talking about my legs cramping up, but not really cramping. I'm going to text mom after this and fact check because I'm pretty sure within the last year you did have trouble walking. Okay, I'm going to tell, right, tell you right now you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This feels pretty fresh in it, my mind. Like, it is like, not fresh. <laughs> like Rig think, Wrigley was alive fresh. No, what you're remembering is I had like more inflammation, which slowed my walking down. I Which remember, was last winter. I remember you having a walker at my house. That was probably last winter when I had, like, reinflammation yeah. in my legs. 
or whatever it was in my spine. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. But 2018 was when I really couldn't walk that much. Okay. Yeah, like we said, there's a lot of details. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, six years of history. It's and I mean, you were obviously there every step of the way. So and you really not if I can't it. remember yeah. anything. <laughs> well, I can't remember like majority of the details, which is kind of sad. But I can remember like the big events. <laughs> yeah. So where are we at now? We are. I was at car T cell, so I was in the ICU, and then I was in the hospital probably for like a month and a week or so after that, just to kind of monitor and make sure I didn't have any more seizures. Yeah, you were in the hospital for a month. Mm-hmm. And then you came home. Yep. And then what? I started school. And now here we are today. It's kind of. Yep. So I have, or I had my six month checkup right before school started, and that came back all clear, which is great. Hoping it stays that way. And then, like I said, in December, we'll have another check and see if I'm still in remission. Should be. Will be. Hopefully. So now Taylor is in school for radiology technician. Nice. Kind of inspired. Right, bye. Yeah, I've had quite a few imaging done, MRI, CT, X-ray. What do you think you'll pick? I don't know. Like, I'm liking X-ray right now, which is what we start out on. Um, But, like, in my second year of schooling, they'll kind of show us MRI and CT. So, we'll see. Yeah, you kind of just wanted to get into the medical field, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, I've had enough experience, so. Right. Do you think once you're out, you'll work, like, in a hospital setting so you get some patients that are going through what you were going through? Do you think you'd prefer that, or do you think you'd like a clinic, which is kind of slower paced? and, Or maybe a cancer clinic. Do they have imaging? Other cancer clinics? They have, okay, so radiology kind of expands into a bunch of other different branches, and I could go into, like, radiation radiology. Oh. But that's a little bit more schooling, mm. so I don't know if I'd want to do that. But that would be working with cancer patients. It would be, okay. Which would be cool, because you know exactly what, you, you should probably consider that, because you know mm-hmm. well. I mean, that's just, what it's like. it's more schooling and more, probably another boards I'd have to take, so. Okay. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> so how do you feel today? I mean, I feel fine. There's some days where I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, is it back? <laughs> You'll have like a, a twitch or something? Just or like pain? something feels off or I'm just kind of like, I'm really tired today. But mm-hmm. it's probably just school and the new schedule and whatever. But there's it's moments. It's probably like always just in the back of your mind. There's little moments where I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, panic attack. This is, is it, it back? What am I going to do? <laughs> well, you're just going to battle it if it is. But it's not. Well, I'm kind of running out of treatment options. <laughs> Yeah, you can, I mean, obviously going through it for six years, you have to have that, like, keep going forward mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can't really dwell on what's happened. It's or... just, you have to keep moving forward. You can't really, I don't know. I just, whenever, <laughs> whenever I think um, just, you know, bad day, just have to keep moving forward. It's a day-by-day process, so... What advice do you have for people 
And, and hold on. Before that, mm-hmm. you were diagnosed. How old were you? I was 23. 23, and now you're 29. Yep, I'll be 30 in February, actually. 30, 30. Mm-hmm. What should we do? Should we go to Vegas? No, I don't want to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you... Vegas is gross. Where do you want to go? We should go somewhere. Well, I'm in school now, so the only break I have is spring break now. <laughs> Dang. Do you have a long weekend? I have spring break is a week off for me. No, I know, but can you get a long weekend in February? I doubt it. <laughs> okay. When's J term? I have class during J term. <sighs> Dang it. You had to go back to school, didn't you? Well, I can't not you work. Had it's to. boring being at home all the time. Especially on your 30th. Sorry. Well, (laughs) sounds like you guys can't go on that trip, which sounds like fun. But um, I was going to, what was I going to say? I was going to say advice, but I guess you don't really have to give advice. You kind of did give advice, but like what um, would you learn? Or like, what'd you learn about yourself? Or like, what have you realized about yourself? Or, you know. You're more resilient than you probably thought you were. You're yeah. quite a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. You're... Um, I mean... I think this solidified that you're really stubborn. Or maybe I'm just a really good... Uh, what is it? Landlord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> landlord? What do you mean? <laughs> She's good at hosting people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's a good cancer host. Yeah. Um, I would say that this journey either i mean i guess maybe the thing i've probably liked the most that i've learned is that i can laugh at myself like i've had plenty of good jokes and fun stories that have happened to me during this time with like amy family friends nurses i mean some of the nurses didn't find it funny but i found it funny (laughs) um i don't know just laughing at yourself and in like it may be in like a miserable situation, but if you can have fun with it, it does make it a little bit better. <laughs> Absolutely. Or find some humor in it. I do have to say, there's a couple stories, and this first one involves Amy. Cause, and I forgot to mention this before, but I had a little bit of a brain tumor from the chemo. Oh, yeah. And I texted Amy, and I said, guess what I have, a brain tumor. And she's like, what's a Brian humor? Yeah, she misspelled. I didn't misspell it. You misread it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't think so. That goes I'm, back to what we were talking about earlier, just working as quickly as possible on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But then my second favorite story is, so I was having dinner with my mom and my friend Anna, and we were talking about, like, they were setting me up on, like, online dating, like, doing a profile, and I had a feeding tube at this time. Oh. So I was like, <laughs> they were like, you'd be a really good date. I'd be like, yeah. A good first cheap date. I'd bring my own dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot you had a feeding tube. Oh, yeah. Through the nose. Ugh. That's really not fun getting put in or taken out. (laughs) See, all these little details are coming back. Yeah, and what's that, like, a feeding tube through your nose? Are they just shoveling smoothies through your nose? You know, it's. You had a backpack that you had to go with. I had a fanny pack that I had to carry around with me, and I had to sleep with it too, because it was pumping (laughs) nutrients into me. It was her best friend. Should have named it. You should have. (laughs) Brian Humor. We'll call that Brian Humor. (laughs) 
Did your mom and Anna end up setting you up on the dating apps? No. No, no. You guys were just talking about it. That was just a fun joke for that night. (laughs) I forget all these little things that... Uh, So many details. So many details. And I feel like we're not even covering, like... I've probably forgotten all of it. I was going to ask earlier, but I mean, I feel like I thought about it after I was going to ask it. And I thought it was kind of a stupid question. What, like, what was the hardest thing that you went through? And it's kind of generic, but. There's no hard question. Um, or there's no stupid question, but. Because it's all hard. That's why I like. It is all hard, way. but I guess I wouldn't even call this like a situation. It's more how I feel like. it's more it happens more often now like especially with this upcoming like checkup in December I just like when they first schedule me I get this like mini panic attack for a few days and then it just goes away and I kind of forget about it and then like a week out from that it kind of like creeps up a little bit each day and then like the day before the night of I'm just kind of like okay maximum anxiety and then like the day of I'm like okay fuck it let's just get this over with let's just go <laughs> so that's probably like the most stressful and hard thing for me to get around yeah those little panic attacks mm-hmm. do they have you on like anti-anxiety medication or like because you're I mean you've through over the six years how many pills do you think you've taken oh my gosh so many a hundred thousand the- oh, there's a lot a lot of meds yeah. involved with all this <laughs> yeah thousands um, and thousands yeah probably. so i have been on anti-anxiety but they've done it usually before like a lumbar puncture because i get very anxious with that procedure and i've been on what is it ativan and xanax and just because my like adrenaline is so like hyped up like they do not work on me at all <laughs> so <laughs> I mean... Your body's stubborn. It just doesn't want to listen. It doesn't want to do this procedure, so it, like, fights stubborn. like crazy. <laughs> stubborn. It's just stubborn. <laughs> doesn't want to do anything it doesn't want to do. Nope. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. What, uh, what do you want to leave the listeners with on a Monday or Tuesday or whenever they're actually listening? Um, what sort of, like, advice or what... Um, I don't know one quote that you like to live by or some like something that you like to live by just something to and then i think you should also talk about what other people can do for someone who's going through it oh yeah that's a great thing you should say that first i'll start out with that so i actually have a college friend and roommate her her mom just got recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer stage four which is like the worst Mm -hmm. and she's like, her and her family are just having kind of a hard time dealing with this, and it's all new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been giving her, like, some tips and advice whenever she asks me for something, so. But, like, what can... Actually, I know a few more people, too, that have got diagnosed since I've been diagnosed. <laughs> but what can people do in support? Like, what, what did people do for you that you found helpful? Like, getting gifts, or was it, like, just stopping by to hang out for a half hour, talking with you? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, stopping by, hanging out, bringing me food even because hospital food gets tired real quick. That's how you Um, can support someone. Yeah. Just kind of being there, like listening. Maybe you don't really have to offer offer advice because, I mean, it's different for each cancer patient. So 
Um, just being there, listening, checking in, watching movies together, distracting, yeah, whoever. How many times were you asked, "How are you doing?" Oh my gosh, so many. That's like, probably sure like the most still... common question I get all the time. <laughs> now the real I feel question. Like that's is... the one question that, since I've known you, I've never asked you, because it's like. You get asked it all the time. I mean, my standard answer is kind of like, oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay. Right. Doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a million people ask you that. And that's why I like stay away from it. Because I'm like, she gets that so much. Yeah. And it's, I don't She's know. not okay. She'll talk about it. Right. I mean, it's kind or of. Or you depe- wouldn't be around It's us. dependent on the person. Like. How annoyed a- do you get when people ask? I mean, it doesn't annoy me now. It kind of used to annoy me, but it's just whatever like, now. Because <laughs> you're like, I'm doing shitty. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I'm not doing good. Not doing good. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, I'm tired. I feel like crap. Right. Leave me alone. My leg hurts. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't want to talk about what I'm going through. It's just an odd question, I think, to at, to ask because I, I mean, I, a, I can keep it yeah. light with the standard. You know, I'm fine. Okay, all right. But like, or I can give you like the big heavy duty answer where I'm like, leave me alone. I feel like crap. Just let me be. But I wonder yeah. what people like what their reaction would be. If you were like, you know what, I'm actually not doing really good. You know, my mind spiraling. You just went like deep dive and just rambled. Like, would they just jump back and be like, okay, that's not really what I was looking for. I was just asking to be nice. You know? Well, then, oh, they, then that person can f off. Well, I'm sure. What? I'm sure that's where that's where like everyone comes from. Is they're they're asking just because it's courteous. Because well, what if she were to like. That's the hard part for me to like, ex- you know, giving how much detail, right. how much detail do you actually want to know? Right. <laughs> That's the hard part for me. Cause like, and then they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And then it's okay. Like, it's not okay. your fault. <laughs> right. Like, what do you want me to say to you saying, sorry? Like, I know I'm in a shitty situation. Like, you don't. Anyways. It's just, yeah, I would, it's yeah. a little awkward sometimes. So right. <laughs> it's just an odd question. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice question, but. You either, like, put on a face and just say I'm good or you, like, totally lose it and go and give them every detail. Yeah. And I think you, you answered it, you know, kind of okay. Saying okay or fine. Then mm-hmm. people who really want to know, like, will probably ask follow-ups. They'll, yeah, they'll probably mm-hmm. probe me a little bit and more and be like, and, what else is going on? Right, yeah. So it's more just, like, to get you talking i guess mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know what else are we think what else are we missing i feel like i jumped the gun on asking for we were the, kind of all over the place we've probably missed i don't know i feel like we missed a lot <laughs> i'm sure we'll end the episode and then be like oh yeah yeah i know that that's, what, that's what always happens it always happens i don't know i think you probably covered it pretty good all the major points at least it's been a long journey been a long journey yeah and it's gonna be a journey for life oh yeah this doesn't just go away right this is forever now (laughs) right are you on any permanent medications for life like do you have to take a blood thinner for the rest like a baby Um, aspirin no i'm so i am on a blood thinner right now because i've had some clots before and i've asked my doctor you know like when can i go off this and the last time i saw her she said like six months which 
actually should be like right now. So I have to talk to her again, okay. probably in December, and see what she wants to do. So another question: Any long-term effects you feel from <laughs> treatment and like any superhuman superhuman abilities from the radiation and everything? Yeah, and bionic. <laughs> Can you read people's minds? No. <laughs> No, but seriously, um, any, any long-term? I mean, probably the biggest one is my leg problems. Like, I have a little bit of neuropathy, mostly on my left, a little on my right. Um, probably just the walking thing. And, like, I think the last neurologist I saw for, like, the inflammation I had, what was it, last winter or whatever, he said this could, like, likely happen again. So, So, like, your cancer could come in waves inflammation <laughs> the inflammation can come in waves like yeah right mm-hmm. do you have any post-cancer goals or like things you want to accomplish so like, i've had like this... or a new outlook i don't know about a new outlook but like i've had like these same two goals of wanting to update my car and <laughs> like have my own place to live since i graduated college and that has yet to happen so those are my two goals right now. <laughs> Do you have an end date? I don't have an end date. I've kind of stopped planning for the future because it never yeah. seems to go the way I want it to go. <laughs> Probably a good thing. What's your dream car? Right now, it's between a Honda Passport. Dream car, Honda Passport. Well, there's three of them, actually. I, have, I want to test drive them to see which one I like the best. What is it? The HRV and the CRV. Those three. Passport, CRV, HRV. Yep. Those are your dream cars, Dream Honda. car. You have any car in the world, that's what you're getting. Okay, maybe not dream car, but that's the one I'd like to update to. <laughs> okay. So that's the one you got your eye on. Yeah. What about your dream car, if you could have any car in the world? Honestly, I kind of like Dad's Pontiac convertible. <laughs> oh. Oh, the old blue one? And I do like the Camaro, too, but I don't like the red stick color. Stick <laughs> shift. Or a stick shift. Yeah, I'm not really good at stick shift. I'd rather have, what is it, manual. manual. Dad's car is your dream car. Not going to lie, if he sells that blue car, I don't want him to. I'd rather take it. He's not going to sell it. He's yeah, going to pass that. Does dad sell anything? No, he can't get rid of He's anything. not selling anything. <laughs> you don't even have to worry. I can't believe that would even cross your mind. Okay, well, mom might get out and be like, you got to get rid of a car now. <laughs> mom has no authority. He's going to listen to this and be like, I'm going to sell the car. <laughs> <laughs> you want it, can't have it. Well, that was... If you yeah, followed along fun. for that. Yeah, if you're still listening. <laughs> Good for you. Thanks for still listening. And I hope you found some tips from yeah. this episode of how to, a little insight of what someone goes through when they have cancer or how to support someone who has cancer. I can't stress this enough, though. Each cancer patient has their own journey. Like, mine's not the same as someone else's. Totally. So... My tips and advice may not work for someone else, mm -hmm. but... This is not medical advice. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I put a disclaimer at yeah. the beginning. But... So what do, we leave, what do we leave the people with on Monday? Just, um... I guess my best advice would be, like I said, just keep moving forward and take it day by day. You're going to have bad days and you're going to have good days, but just keep moving forward. One foot in front of the other. Yep. Happy Monday, y'all. Doodaloo. Thanks Bye. for listening. Love you. <laughs> 
Well, I hear that train coming. It's rolling around the bend. I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when And I'm stuck in Folsom Prison Time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns Well, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head Blues away. Hoo -hoo. 